Hello. You are listening to Loose Women. Today's topic is The One. And we're discussing it with Minnie Ruff. Hello. Andre. Yes. And And Lizzie. Lizzie. Hello. (laughs) All right. Um... So the, I, the, I think the most basic question is, do you guys think that there's more than one, the one, you know? The one and only? Yeah. Is there more? Now, when you say no the one, you're talking about the one person that you would spend the rest of your life with, that yeah. fairy tale, like... The missing piece of the puzzle. Yes. Okay. Is there more than one? Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. I feel like... You don't have an inkling? I have an inkling that there is a one. Just a one. But um, you, you don't know. You think you don't know. I think that there probably has to be more than one, because yeah. how could you, like, meet that one person? Or maybe it's that the fate, like, fate puts you in with that one. Like, you, they have to, like, run into your path. Yeah, or they're not the one. Yes, that's what I mean. Mm. But what about people who never get married? Or never How find them. How many are there of those? How many are there? I really wonder. There are lots. There are there lots. Are. Many people. But it, it's a matter is it just that they haven't met the one or that they're not able to commit? Oh. To. Yeah, the what one. about narcissists who can't they, commit? They may not recognize that it's the one. Mm. They may not be able to. to Sage s- words, Lizzie. To Sage take words. That step. Mm. Hmm. Or or I wonder about, like, the pickiness thing. Because I remember I listened to, like, a random This American Life, and they were trying to, like, come up with an equation that would tell you, like, how many people out there are, like, the one. Mm-hmm. You know, how many the ones are there. And there was this one woman, and she's, like, really smart and, like, you know, attractive and stuff. And they were trying to calculate her odds of, like, running into the one. And she's like, oh, I need someone who's taller than me, I need someone who's smarter than me, I need someone who's good looking, and they were like and she had all these things and then they were like factoring this out into like the population of New York or something and it came out to zero <laughs> and they were like, oh well those are your odds and of finding someone know. like that yeah, yeah, I think that there's definitely, who was it someone someone told me once that I think it, it was Dan Savage said that you can only have hmm. five deal breakers not the Dan Savage I was going to quote. but No, or maybe it's only like one or two deal breakers. Yeah. Like, you can't have that many deal breakers because mm. like like you said with that woman, it like severely limits her potentials. Yeah, well I think it's in the same line of thinking. Like, he was like if you think of the one as being like a 1.0, if you're going to break mm. it down mathematically. Mm. He's like, if you done. meet a .83 that's pretty good. Like, yeah. your odds, statistically speaking, are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I just think that's such an unromantic way of yeah. looking at it, of, yeah. of trying to... Good job, Danny. Get around. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I've heard him say, like, something about rounding. And I've always been like, what does he mean by that? Right. Just now I know. Lists lists aren't going to work. I mean, yeah. you can't... It's not about going around and looking for somebody. And somebody who you find the one... If you met them six months earlier, might not have been the one. Mm-hmm. You might not have been in the right space for them. Absolutely. You might not have been where you needed to be for yourself. Well, have you guys mm. watched Definitely Maybe? No. no. What's that? Wow. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend this movie. Okay. It's Ryan Reynolds, and he's talking to his daughter, Abigail Breslin, oh, that's right. about 
like the three loves of his life and he's like telling her like the stories of them and like he's like asking her to guess which one's which one's her mom oh um and so one of the girls in there played by isla fisher is like well do you meet someone because like like is it like you they're the one because that person is the one for you and you finally find them or is it that you grow into this point in your life when you're like ready for the one and then you find them. Mm. So are you saying it's the latter? I'm saying it's the latter. Because you have to be... You might meet the one earlier. So then, are, were you, like, ready to meet the one when you were 24? Not when I was 24. Mm-hmm. I met but I met the one when okay. I was 26. Okay, same uh. thing. But, like... Okay. Like, met, you felt like at 26, you... it That was... You were, like... What does that mean to be ready, though? Just like feeling and like how did you comfortable help? with yourself. Mm. It's just, and a lot of it is you need you have to have relationships before that. That's the way you find out about yourself. Totally. Whether they're whether they're same sex relationships, whether they're um, mixed relationships, it doesn't matter. I mean, with every relationship that you're really honest with and you're giving part of yourself, you learn. You learn from that. What you learn from the hurts. You learn. From the high points, the low points. But I mean, how do you know that 26, that was the time you were ready? Because that's when she met him? That's when I met him. I, mm-hmm. I was, I was, finally, I was doing something for me. I wasn't looking for the mm-hmm. one. And I think that's a lot of it. I had spent my years in college and a couple years after that trying, thinking, I'm never going to find the one. You know, after you get out of college, mm-hmm. you're just you know you don't you don't meet people that easily and and I was I was doing something just for me and I think I was being very true to myself and that's when I met him and had I met him even six months earlier I don't think we would have been ready for each other our our worlds were light years apart Uh just light years apart light years light years (laughs) and and we spent just to tell you a little about my personal story. We spent you're allowed to get into your personal eight story. years. Of course, thank you, of course. Thank you Andre. <laughs> um, we spent about eight years together dating, and yes, there were times where we broke apart and saw other people, but it never lasted for more than a week or so. Oh. And we just kept coming back. And after eight years, we decided to get married. And I have to tell you that I never thought I would be able to commit to a monogamous monogamous relationship. Hmm. And I have, it has not been an issue. I've been in a monogamous relationship for 28 years. And mm. that's not to say I'm not attracted to other people. Sure. You know, and find them Just you know, because find you're them on interesting. a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, you find when there's something really important to you, you commit to that. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that it's all been a bed of roses, because it isn't. It's hard work. And you change over all those years and it's a matter of changing with that person and making that commitment but how do you change with the person I you just it being natural it yeah, is like it is a natural progression delta mm. yeah it's the way so that's people. my experience you have mm. to have lots of relationships you need to learn about yourselves mm. and with every relationship you should learn more and what you want mm. and and what works for you because there is a one. If you if you really want to make a commitment to somebody, you can. But it's it is hard work. It's about choices. It's about choices. Huh. Excellent, Andre. It's about making that choice every day. Oh. 
Relationships are about priorities. That's my newest. You can tell someone has had a speech hmm. before. Uh, from n- no, that's no? something I came to of my own. Accord. Oh, okay. I realized it when I was never the priority. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh, I feel like Ooh. if we had an audience, it, someone would be like, "Ooh, yeah." <laughs> this sounds like a bad relationship. <laughs> yeah. Not all bad. Mm, yeah. A learning experience, yeah. a growing experience. Yeah. Well, I also think that there are things that can look perfect from you know just the face of it, but deep down there's something else, and it's just some. It's just a feeling. Like I was in a seven-year relationship where I thought, yeah, like we lived together, had a shared bank account, like. Oh Whoa. yeah! Wow. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need Wow! But for being for that's not even a, being married, yeah. I mean that's yeah, that's no. a big step. That's a yeah. big that's step. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and the shared bank account. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Right, <laughs> like things were progressing very quickly. I mean, that's a lot of trust. Yeah, yeah. Incre- yeah. incredible amounts. Like, yeah, our families were totally already fused together, and whoa. And you know, if I made a list of his qualities, he's a, a perfect person. Um, but then, ha- yeah. you know, there's just some yeah, empty feeling. Yeah. And then you have to realize that. So, did wait, God, wait, do you think it was time or the person? That ultimately ended the relationship? Yeah. I think it was me. <laughs> well, yeah, but I guess what I mean is, like, if you'd met, him or like tried to mm. be with him in a time when you were ready do you feel right. like it would be better like if i met him like five years from now maybe when oh i always wonder time. yeah i wonder what hmm. would happen if we had met in the future if we would a still like have that attraction to each other and b if it like would blossom into what we had because we met when i was 14 like <laughs> oh my goodness we're just crazy so we basically like, grew up together and um Minnie so I don't set know. her sights on someone, and, well, she's good follow-through. So, Minnie, are you guys still friends? We tried. I mean, so we have been broken up now for two... That's a different combo. Wow. For, like, two and a half, almost three years, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, yeah, three years. Um, and I really wanted to maintain that friendship, but because I was the, the heartbreaker... I think it's easier for me to say that I want to maintain the friendship, but it was really hard for him who, you know, thought that he was going to spend the rest of his life with me, like, no questions asked, where I was always kind of questioning it deep down. So he was totally surprised. Totally surprised. Yeah. Totally surprised. Poor guy. Yeah, which is... (laughs) I know. I... Poor Minnie, too. Poor Minnie, yeah, too. Yeah, but she didn't know you that, a lot you know, well enough to know. Oh, well, don't say it like that. No. But I think it's true. Yeah. I, you know, in hindsight, it's, you know, you can make, you can try to find a reason for everything. But I think what it came down to was, even if he's a really great person and we connected on all these other levels, we didn't connect on a fundamental level, which was someone that, like, inspires you and, like, pushes you to be your best self. And makes you better than you are. Right. Yeah. And we just allowed ourselves to kind of just be stagnant, mm. which is comfortable, which is easy, mm. but that's not, it's not what growing. life is. It's yeah. not. No, it isn't. It isn't at all what life is. Yeah, with a good relationship, I mean, the, the sum is much greater than the two parts. 
-hmm. and that's mm -hmm. the way it should be. Wait, when you met your one, was it like you saw this person and you're like, that's the person? Or was it like more of a, you hang out a lot, like a growing, you know, feeling? No, I knew there was something special right away. What? I knew, we both, we both You did. mean when you saw the person or when you like first talked to the person? Well, mm -hmm. it happened at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. We were... You didn't see each other across the room? No, we then? didn't see each other across <laughs> the room. Actually, somebody <laughs> called him from another room and said, hey, I want you to meet this person. Oh. And he came around the corner and this guy introduced us and we sat down and we talked and it was the beginning of an evening and... Oh. And was he flirty? <laughs> was there some flirt? I don't think no, no. No, he wasn't flirty. No, mm -hmm. we were just talking and having fun. No, it was just a situation where we we were just we were just talking and we started talking. It was early in the evening and and this was we were at a place where people were going out for the evening and then we were still talking oh. when people came in at the end of the evening. Oh. And, and it was just there was just something I can't explain it. I knew that there was something special. And you know you've mm. never felt that special thing with anybody else? Not like mm. that. No. Mm. No. Yeah, I never okay. felt that kind of comfort, that kind of ease. Mm. It wasn't flirting. It wasn't trying to impress each other. Right. It was, it was just sharing. It was just sitting and have like we're doing right now. It's right. just sitting down and having a chat. Oh. And it was just very, nat it was very natural. It felt so comfortable. I think that's probably the the most, but but at the same time as it was exciting, and it was exhilarating. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> which is like what it's love really cool. should be. I yeah, mean, it like is the what it should be. Exactly, but it's it is. But there should be something special, and you know, I mean, over a course of a long relationship, you kind of. You might, I don't know whether to say you fall in or out of love, but I mean, things change and you change as a person and, and sex comes and goes and it's great for periods and, and then it's just there and then it just rekindles mm -hmm. and, and I don't know, you just go, you just go with it and you grow with it. And I think the big thing is finding somebody that you just really trust and you don't want to do anything to break that trust. And that's, for us, that's how a monogamous relationship mm -hmm. worked. So I have a question just because I've been thinking actually about this a lot lately. So oh. it's, it was really funny when you picked this topic for today. Yeah. But like, do you still have things from like the beginning of your relationship when you were breaking up and making up like things that that, that person did? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of like haunt you that still are like kind of like trigger points. Yeah. Like, you remember that time when you... When no, you did that. Yeah, you did that. When you did that, but oh, even yeah, when I chatted so. up that when, person, when he did that, like, did you ever feel upset? Well, oh, yeah, I, but, yeah. So, it wasn't all. It wasn't all about roses. But there are times when we got angry with each other, mm. and probably for us, the only thing we ever really, really argued about was how to raise our daughter, because oh. we were both on opposite ends. I was the very lenient one, and he felt you had to be strict. Oh, and we really? were just, I don't know how she came out as well as she did, because... Well, that's debatable. Who We don't know this girl. Yeah, but she, because she got a lot of mixed feelings, but she is a wonderful girl. But that's the only thing we ever really hmm. fought about, where we raised yeah. our voices and yelled at one another. Wow. And that was it. So, like, there's nothing that, like, 
when like when he does it, you're just like, ooh, that just makes me mad because you've always done that and it annoys me. Oh yeah, well there are things. There's little annoyances. Like what? But you know, they're not <laughs> really important. Well, they're no, I'm, really I'm, I'm curious right. as okay. to the magnitude I, of these annoyances. I mean, some yeah. of this, it's well, it's in it's any relationship. Different. A lot of times, it's the little things. It's the little itty bitty bitty things that happen every single day, <laughs> like, like. You know, like I'll be uh, in the kitchen or I'll be doing something and I'm tired and I just want to get it done so I can go to bed or something. And he'll say, well, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. But I know if I were to come back the next morning, nothing would be done. (laughs) And that has never changed throughout our relationship. And yet it does irritate. But, you know, it's not a a deal breaker. You know, you talked Mm -hmm. about deal breakers. Was it like almost a deal breaker in the beginning? No. A deal breaker would be a betrayal. A betrayal mm. of the trust. There was nothing That's a deal that breaker. Is, there, yeah. there really wasn't. Uh-huh. I can't think. I can't. Think hard. Think hard. Okay, I'll think while you guys are chatting. <laughs> what are okay. your deal, do you have deal breakers set up? If you, I don't have like this? a single deal breaker. I just mm. like. I wonder because like, like I think of some of the people I know who are very happily married, and I just I wonder if there are things like that they because like I feel like almost sometimes if you're you're compatible enough. You get into a good marriage and it becomes a routine, and you the other person does things that annoy you, but like you were just like so intertwined in each other's lives that like that's part of like the glue that holds you together. And so I'm just wondering if at a certain point you just stop fighting about all the small silly shit mm. and you just like give up on it. You learn to let yeah. the small silly shit go. But did it's you fight about important. the small silly shit? No, we never fought about it. I have to say, you know, I will make a retort that, no, I want it done now because I want it done now, you know, and I'll just do it, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that, instead of it always being after this half inning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, but, you know, the small, the small shit is not that important, not in the grand scheme of things, because we share so much else and we enjoy so Mm -hmm. much else together and just, just like to be with each other. But small things. Uh, yeah, I was uh, talking about like when does the small shit stop mattering? Oh. Or is it mm. just... See, I feel like if it's the right relationship, the small stuff never matters. Because so I have two older sisters, and I look at both of their marriages. And my oldest sister. Would you say they're both happily married? No, I would say my oldest sister is one hundred percent happy. Like she has found the one. They have been happily mm. married for ten years. My middle sister. It's the little things that drive her crazy. They've only been married for two years now, but I can just see it starting to devolve because they're both just eaten up by the little Mm -hmm. things. And I hate to tell her, but I'm like, it shouldn't be that way. The person that you want to spend the rest of your life with shouldn't be annoyed. I mean, it was a little bit, but she thought, oh, well, I'll just... I'll just get over it. We'll get married. Yeah. Those things don't bother me. You know, things don't change when you get married. I mean, things don't, people, people don't change. And you can't change somebody. Don't marry somebody thinking that you can change them. It's, you know, it's, it's the wrong reason to go into a relationship. Yeah. That was actually going to be my next question. If you can mold someone into being the one, you know. I mean, I don't think you can mold them into being the one. Mm. But I think you can definitely mold them. I mean, we have two friends that are married where, like, 
there was definitely a little bit of molding in like a sense that he like had horrible table manners so she like (laughs) or like he could not he had the worst sense of style and she like helped him like really yeah Oh, I didn't know wow, that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, me either. I thought he was a naturally born no, well like, dresser. Like, no, she bought him, like, tons of clothes for Christmas and stuff. Wow. <laughs> hey, well, he was smart enough to get the hint. <laughs> ah! I, mean, like, I guess I wonder, like, does that count? But that's not molding. Yeah. That's not molding. That's helping somebody wise? be better. Right. That's, that's what really I was say. Yeah, okay, that's well, really where supporting. Where line between molding and helping? Because you're not changing a personality. Right. Okay. Mm. You can't change a personality. Things about somebody like making them aware of how they dress or how they eat. You mean like you can't change a person's priorities? <laughs> right. You certainly that can't would be do true. that. Yeah. No, you can't mm-hmm. do that. Right. Yeah, that was my problem. Ah. Uh. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like it's not picking me up as well. That was my problem. Okay. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. So have have many of you been in other relationships since this seven year? I have. I so well <laughs> I've I've had my share of really interesting experiences afterwards. Um I almost immediately jumped into another relationship after I ended this one, I think because I didn't know what it was like to be alone and that really yeah. scared me. And um and that was just a terrible experience. But I got my heart broken, and I'm glad that mm-hmm. I did because I didn't know what that felt like. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was like oh, to be really? on the receiving end of truly, like, thinking that things were great and then someone just shuts you out completely. Um, and then, you know, just went on, just became, like, a serial dater, just kept dating random people after random... <laughs> Um, and now I'm, I'm dating someone that, um, yeah, and it's really great. And it's one of those things where it's just kind of natural and you don't really have to think about anything. And it's just the enjoyment of each other, period. Just the company. Yeah. yeah. Just being with somebody else. Yeah. That's what it should be about. It should be very natural. Yeah. It shouldn't be things you have to make up or have happen or certain expectations. Right. I mean... And I will tell you, there were there were times from when I met. Like I said, we we dated for eight years, and there were times where I thought, okay, if we don't decide to get married at the end of this point, you know, then I'm going on to something else. If you mm. like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Yeah, yeah. Some people, yeah, they have deadlines. Yeah, and I mean, it happened, and I definitely thought that way. And there were times where he was ready to get married, and I wasn't. And there were times where I was to get ready to get married, and he wasn't. And it just. And but when it was finally right, it was just it was really right. And I know it, it just, was right. God, that's a hard mm-hmm. one to explain. You know, mm-hmm. you just you just know you're just willing to take a leap of faith, and you just you just want to be you. I've 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 always wanted to grow old with this person. That's what I thought. I've always wanted to just share everything and grow old and be mm. with him. And that's that's how it should feel. I think. Do you yeah. still feel that way? Oh yes, very definitely, very definitely, Aww. very definitely. <laughs> so, ladies, I don't want you to give up hope. And things happen. Aww. Like I said, when you least expect it, you know, it's not when you're out there. Like I said, I spent a lot of years looking for that right relationship, mm-hmm. 
and was with a lot of people and did serial dating. And serial dating was good because you learn, you figure out mm-hmm. what matters to you and what doesn't mm-hmm. in, in, a, you know, in being with somebody. And you need to do that. You need to go through that to learn to learn about yourself. And and I know I have I have many friends who've been in long relationships and have and are still very happily married. I mean, their journeys have not always been smooth, but they're still together. And ultimately, they are happy. You know, though there were decisions made along the way that might not have made them that were not good, but. Hey, you know, it happens. It just happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, do your dating. Do your serial dating. Just go out and be yourselves. Enjoy life, you know. <laughs> Live for yourself. And and if it's right, it'll it'll be there. And you'll be open to it. Lizzie's pep talk, everyone. That's my <laughs> advice. I'm sorry, ladies. I, got, I get carried away. I, I know. I think I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. I have truly met my soulmate. And yeah. he feels the same way. And there isn't a day that goes by that we both... I feel very loved every single day. Mm-hmm. I feel very loved and very appreciated. And I'm, very, I'm a very lucky woman. I'm a very lucky person. Yeah. So it, wow. it happens. And it was, yeah. it, this was a one in a billion shot. You know, when the, the way we met was just truly chance. And it wasn't... Anything that could have ever you been kind of over that. How did yeah, you what is this exact event that you were doing for well, yourself? Well, I was <laughs> I actually in. Um, I'd gone to Europe, to Germany and Austria, to, to audition for opera companies. Well, really, okay. and yeah, that was a, it's a that former lifetime. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it was very unique. It's not. It's yeah. It's kind of rather mm-hmm. random. And mm-hmm. he had been in the navy, and when his time was up, his ship was in Spain. And so he had gotten a U-Rail pass and wanted to see Europe, and I had a U-Rail pass. And we just had a very chance meeting at a youth hostel in Vienna. And it was just this guy at the front desk who saw Ken, and he had introduced him to a, another singer a couple days before, mm-hmm. who was a different type, who was a flighty maid type singer. And um, it was a sprint. <laughs> and, and he just said, hey, well, I want you to meet another singer. And I usually didn't even go to the common areas in the hostels because... I was so busy being focused on my singing and being very serious, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still having fun because I had this three-month U-Rail pass burning a hole in my pocket, and yeah. it was really hard to stay in one place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was a very, like I said, it was a one-in-a-billion shot. Yeah, and that's pretty He wild. lived on the East Coast. I lived on the West Coast. Our pass, he walked into his first opera two nights before we met. <laughs> I mean, he had oh. never grown up with any classical music or anything, and... And I mean, our, we were just in some ways we were polar opposites. Our the mm. way we were raised and what our lives had been before that. But it was like I said, it's a very it's we we say it's our one in a billion shot, and it just it just it happened. So it yeah. happens when you're not looking for it. I was like I said, I was I was auditioning. I was seeing Europe for the first time. I was it was the first time I'd really gone off on my own and done something and and. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's advice that I've heard from like everyone who's ever given me love advice mm-hmm. is it happens when you least expect it, it happens when you're not looking for it, and it happens when you're doing something that's true to yourself. Like I remember exactly. my dad saying like after I had this big breakup, um, and then I took a, a trip to Nepal 
Japan. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. that's extreme. Far. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, and he was like, "Good, good. Yeah. Go do this for yourself, and don't worry about like what love is or what love isn't." And he's like, "And who knows? Maybe when you're out trekking the Himalayas, like you'll find this man who's <laughs> doing something that shares a passion of yours, and that's mm-hmm. someone that you would." want to be with anyway and it's like yeah I guess you're right um but I think I think it's true and I think in like this day and age we just want everything to be so prescriptive which is why Mm -hmm. we go on these online dating sites we're like we want this person who's this tall and has these interests because that's what I think I want and Uh and I don't know I think it sets us up for failure or it sets us up for this idea that we can we can recreate this like one in a billion chance when I don't know if we can. I don't mm-hmm. think you can't. You can't make it happen. You can't make it happen. And like I said, you can't have this list that mm-hmm. you have to check off and they have to do all these things. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, that isn't what it's about. That's not being true to you. That's not, that's not committing to a relationship or to a person. Mm-hmm. That's committing to your preconceived idea of what, what something should be. Right. And it's not you really feeling it. Mm-hmm. So your father's advice was excellent. Yeah. I totally concur, Minnie. <laughs> Let's repeat it again. It was so good. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Take it away, Andre. Are, are you you're buying this? You're into it. Are you skeptical, Eve? Well, well, okay. I mean, I guess I I see that side. Sure, there are plenty of you know one in a billion chances, and that's great, and I'm sure it happens. But I don't know. I'm still very much pro online dating because I feel like ultimately it's just like like a numbers thing and if you just swipe through enough people you'll find somebody who's gonna you know well you might find somebody who shares your interests yeah Yeah. it might be a little easier no you might find someone who you find attractive um there's this thing in the world it's called tinder (laughs) are you you're you're familiar with tinder no (laughs) Tinder is this mm. application on your phone which connects to your Facebook and it uses your um, location to show you yeah. and you See, swipe. This is familiar yeah, I am with familiar with it. Yeah. I feel okay. like Tinder is, you know, talked about yeah has a thousand proposals marriage proposals yeah you see that's what i'm talking about tinder apparently has thousands of marriage proposals but what if you swipe past someone because you're like "Eh, they're not so attractive but like you could have met them and they could have been it or yeah i guess there's yeah i mean there's definitely something lost yeah and i'm like i wonder if i like felt this person's vibe that would have yeah they're you know they're spirit that i would have really liked them i know a couple they met on mash.com Oh, and they've been yeah. married for, I don't know, maybe like seven have years now. And they have two children. And whoa. Have they put them in any commercials? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess it can happen. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, I'm not saying can that happen. it can't And happen. people can be yeah. happy. I mean, I know a couple of people who've met. They're they're all older in their 50s. And, and they've met on Match.com. My brother is one. And my brother-in-law is another one where they met yeah, their their current partners on Match.com, and and they're very happy. I mean, they've both had other, all of them, all four of them have mm-hmm. had other relationships with people and other marriages, and they're not getting married, but they're very happy together and very. You don't have to get married. They're they're very committed to each other, mm-hmm. and they're very happy with their situations. So I'm not saying it isn't possible. Yeah. I'm not saying it isn't possible. I I'm. 
you know, but I, I don't know. To me, it's just not something you can manufacture, though. Yeah, that's, I, I'm in the same camp. I think I'm but, too much of a romantic. But mm-hmm. maybe yeah. it can. <laughs> maybe it can be it manufactured. Might for some people. You two are just on the hopeless romantics team. That's okay, we could be the romantic yeah. team with you, Minnie. Yeah, I'll, I'll embrace think that. that there's some kind of a like test or algorithm or something that can put you with so and so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's even a test. I think it's just that there's so many people in the world. There are lots of ones, and you're gonna run into someone even if they don't match a certain criteria. So you think there's more than one one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, aren't I, we all on the same... Okay. I'm oh, on the same page with yeah, that. I many think there ones. can be... Yeah. I think you can find a spark with many people. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't oh, think yeah. that there's like this... There's only one person oh, in the whole yeah. world Perfect that can you. light your flame. Yeah, <laughs> I don't no, think I agree like light you. your flame, but light your lifetime flame. Be your soulmate. Mm. Be your... I don't well, know what that flame means, to burn out all other flames. Mm. Since we're going with the flame but, metaphor. You know, it's not that... And not everybody is cut out to have a relationship with the one. You know, I don't know that people, there's all different kinds of people. Mm. And some pe- and I know some people who are alone or they're by themselves, they're not with the one. They've had mm-hmm. relationships and they're very happy with their lives. Mm. And yeah. it's not to, and, and it's, I don't, I, I think it's a preconception to think that everybody has to find the one in yeah. order to be happy. You have to be happy That's doing something for you. That's easy for you to say you have the one. Well, <laughs> I do have the one, but I've also seen, and I know a lot of people who don't have the one who are You've very happy. You've seen. Yeah. But what if it's just a friend? What if they're really sad people? We are social creatures, everyone. Mm-hmm. We, we need are people. We creatures. need people, and yeah. some people need many people. Mm-hmm. And the one is not going to be enough to satisfy. Sure. And there are people who have open relationships, and it works for them. Right. And yeah. if yeah. it works for everybody, then like in the long go run, for it. The long, long, long run. The long, long, long run. I don't know. I find like the idea of having like many partners appealing, but like not, you know, necessarily like feasible. You know, because yeah. I don't know. All at once is hard to yeah. juggle. All, yeah, I was going to say, I guess it's a lot of feelings. It's very hard to juggle. <laughs> so many days in the week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And after you work all day long. Yeah. There's even less days in the week. Yeah. Right. Well, unless you work at the same... They, they, I, at my office, there are a number of co-workers... Interesting. Had the, and they met at the office. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wow. I remember we were coming back from like a, a long work trip and one person didn't make it on the bus and someone spoke up and was like, Oh, they're going with so like to so and so's parents' house and everyone was like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Get into that level. (laughs) Yep. So, a bunch of children. But office romances can be tough because when they do go sour, it's really tough. It's tough for somebody else to be around them sometimes. We've discussed. Oh, have you? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just running all around. Yeah, Yeah, going every direction here. (laughs) Again, back to my my sister who's in an unhappy marriage um don't listen to this sister well don't judge don't hate she knows she knows the truth um 
I think society puts a pressure on us, especially as women, regardless of our sexuality, to settle down and to find someone and to be this hopeless romantic because we're over emotional social beings and we need we need that connection and and I think it's very contingent on our age and so when you reach a certain age you're like well I better just I better just settle like this is Mm -hmm. it this is the the finish line you know if, if I'm 30 and I don't have this person then you know I've basically failed as a woman as a person and that's such a shame because we just operate under this like okay must find love must find love and I, I think you're just willing to accept anything that comes your way you mean when you get you're that right desperate yeah. Yeah. yeah no I think yeah. people definitely get that desperate I, there's a woman in my office who you know finally oh. has been living with a guy for a couple of years and she's you know, and he finally gave her an engagement ring. But this yeah. was this was two years ago. But he said, "But don't expect me to set a date." However, you know, it's like this what? guy. They can't. Neither of them is ready to commit. But this woman is feeling her biological clock ticking. Yeah. She's thirty nine. Yeah. She just turned thirty nine, and they've been trying to have a child. And it's like, how can you take on the responsibility of a child when you can't even commit to each other? Mm. You know, I mean, there's there's, mm. but that's a whole different question. Sure. But, you know, but you're right. I think society puts women in certain roles. They're even as liberated as things are now. I mean, it's much different than the, than the way it was when I was younger, where it was definite stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm old enough to have grown up in the days when, you know, dorms were just beginning to be co-ed at college. And, uh, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and you didn't and you could finally have a, someone of the opposite sex in your room and be able to close the door. You know, whereas it was just coming out of the era where you had to have the door open and everybody had to have all all their feet on the floor. You know, so, I mean, really, I mean, that's, and then it was really true. I mean, women were really, you you better have had, you better have that man in hand when you graduated from college. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you better start popping those kids out. You right. better, these, the, this is your role. This is your job. But so much has changed now because there's so many women in the workplace and there is a lot more freedom to do a lot of things. And that's why I think it's really important to be true to yourself. Do something for yourself that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And don't try to mold yourself into somebody else's idea of what they think is going to work for them. So, you know, I, like I said, I think there could be a lot of the ones. I think there could be more than the one. But it's, you have to be ready for it. Like we said earlier, you have yeah. to be ready for it. And... and it's not a person thing, it's a time thing. Okay. It's both. Uh, it's really both. Yeah. You can't separate just, it. You what? can't separate it. Just what is like, unsettling about that? Yeah. I don't I guess, know why you have to pick one or the other, you know? Yeah, you don't yeah, have to pick one or the other. Yeah. Like, you're not in the right well, place, guess, they're not in the right place. No, 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 I guess I wonder if, like, if the person is so right for you, if, like, that will make it the time. Mm. Oh, you know I mean, that makes sense to me too. I could buy that. Yeah, well, if it's yeah, if the person is so right, yeah, then well, your thinking changes, your feelings change. Right. You know, you when you've got that in front of you. Yeah. Or it's just like, for example, if you were previously straight, and then you run into this person who makes you reconsider things, it's like you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I 
very much cling to, alas, the stereotype. I not the stereotype, stereotype, but just like the like fairy tale, like it all turning out well. Even though I know that's probably not the way it's gonna go, but there's still like some little part of me still wants it to be the way it is. (laughs) I think you can be optimistic. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if that's truly what your heart feels, that's what will happen because you'll. You'll find well, that eventually. I don't eventually. know if I feel like that will happen to me, but... Yeah, I think it will. Hmm. I think if you're... I think regardless, if you're open to finding a true connection with someone, well, eventually it'll find its yes. way to you. It I mean, will. I have my and contingency many, right. plans. That's, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if there's something about New York that people, <laughs> like, it extends them and like I feel it just I feel like it just takes everyone longer it's because it's so hard everything in New York is so hard Mm. oh yeah I don't know it's just that when I go like I never thought I was that person who was like like there has to be like a deadline Mm -hmm. for you to find and like be married and stuff but then you know I started going out to bars and stuff and I meet people and I mean they look really young and like somehow age would come up and they'd be like I'm 30 and I'd be like oh my gosh like you're 30 and you're, like, still going out to these things, you know? And I was like, oh, no. You don't want to be 30 and going out to bars? Yeah, yeah, and I guess there's nothing wrong with it. I still want to be having a good time, but still, I was like, ugh. Well, for all the people that are in New York City, it's, it can be a really lonely place. It can mm, be a yeah. very lonely place. Certainly. But I think it's also, like, a work thing. Like, if you, if you, like, come to New York, you probably work a lot, and that, like, limits, you know, your meeting other people time, you know? So maybe that's it. Right. I just feel like there's a whole like extended adolescence that comes with like living here that you just... Well, yeah, is it adolescence or is it like self-discovery? Mm. Maybe they're doing it right. Because there's, so mu- there's so much to do here. So much yeah. to discover here. I mean, it, it, it's like a playground of mm. truly trying to figure out who you are and what you mm. want and what you don't want. and mm. um, A lot of options. Yeah, well, there's a lot of freedom to be yourself here. Yeah, no one's going to judge you. It's yeah. true. Well, most people won't. And you can be <laughs> very anonymous here if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very anonymous. Yeah, as compared to, like, I always find it so interesting to go through, like, my Facebook feed and look at all the people that I went to high school with. And oh. I would say 80% of the people that I went to high school with are married with children. Wow. Really? Yeah, and that, to me, is insane, but they're all yeah. living in... You know, it's a small farm town. Yeah, where I grew up in Connecticut, and yeah. and I look at my life like as contrast, and like we're like, like my New York uh, friends, and we're all ah! like, no way, yeah. like we are not we're ready for that. <laughs> but I think, it, yeah, it's just a life. It, I, I do think that there's something to this lifestyle choice of mm. if you're just in a small town and there's not much going on, and yeah. I think you're more susceptible to just being like. Okay, it's time to get married. It's time yeah. to have the family. It's time to have yeah. the American dream, the white picket fence. Mm. Yeah. I think about that a lot because I work with a lot of pregnant women, and, like, at least half of the time they're younger than me. And so I met this this girl who was born on my birthday, but, like, three years later. So she's, like, 20. Uh. And, like, she's married, is, like, nine months pregnant. And I just, like, ink. How different my life is, and like, w- could I even have done that? Would I have even wanted to do that? Like, was I even ready? Probably not. She probably was either. Ready. Yeah, 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 I was gonna say, is she, she ready? actually 
of all of the pregnant women I worked with, seemed very on top of her thing, her stuff. Yeah. I think she might have been like an Orthodox Jew, though, too. So there you go. Cultural. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. different. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Shoot. That changes things. Huh. But. These people making these life choices at our age just feels very, very overwhelming. Yeah. Well, it just means you're not ready for it. Yes. You know, that's all it means. You're not ready for it, and that's fine. Yes, I suppose the day that I don't get heart palpitations of the idea of being pregnant, maybe the day that I'm ready. Yeah, oh my gosh. Eve's having heart palpitations. Just thinking about it, just thinking about it, yeah. It's a real life changer, ladies. It's a real life changer. Even if you want it and you think you're ready for it, it's Mm. a real life changer. You, You just have no clue. But it's can be... One of the greatest things we always, my husband and I have always said that the best thing we ever did together was to create our daughter. Aww. Who's a very special person. Yeah. It's beautiful. Aww. I mean, it's really true. It really is one of the best things we ever did together. So. Besides find each but, other? Besides find each other. But were we ready for it? Uh, I don't think there's anything to prepare you for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I this twenty-year-old may have a rude awakening once once it actually. Happens. I mean, I'm sure they all do. When I see the women after they've had their babies, they all look so so <laughs> tired. Tired. Uh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Next question. Okay. <laughs> well, then my next question is if we all believe in. Many ones? Mm. Many ones? You're not, you think they're just A I mean, ones? kind of. I'm just, I'm, I'm resistant. Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's just, you don't need a I unanimous decision. I feel like it's decision. the most yeah, probable, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily the decision I like most. Right sure. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, but then it's just, you know, why stick with that one, you know? Like, what if you ran into another because one? Because they're it. But I mean, you know. I think it's like once you go so far down this road, okay, here is my an- analogy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in the woods, you're on a path. Mm-hmm. You're like on this path. Like, the path is going great. Uh-huh. And you see, like, in the distance, like another path, like coming towards you, but it, it's not right there. But you're like, there are trees and stuff, so like, you acknowledge the path, but, like, really you're so focused on the path that you're on that the other path is just kind of like, eh. So say the other path is, like, the other one that you didn't find mm. first. Like, maybe that's the way it is. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? In a weird way, <laughs> that did make sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I've been there where, like, I don't know, whenever I'm dating someone, I don't really, like, see other people, you know, in a sexual way or, like, in a potential way, Mm. you know, sort of like, I think when you're that happy and that, like, in that committed and ready, it's never, like, a question. Mm. So it's really about which one gets to you first. No, yeah, it's a race. Well, yeah, Mm. and I, I mean, not that I have anything against people who can be in an open relationship and can have multiple relationships, I personally just don't understand how your heart and mind can even cope with that. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if you're with someone and someone else steals your gaze and you're more infatuated with this other person, 
is it time to leave the person that you're with and realize that Mm. clearly you are not truly happy Mm. or or what is it um I mean, I, don't know. I think like like we said, like it depends on how much that gaze goes, you know. I mean, it's like like emotional, like if it becomes like an emotional cheating thing, then like hello, uh-huh. like if you see that person, you're attracted to that person, and then you like continue to like follow up with that person, like you're not in a monogamous relationship, you're in a monogamous relationship, but you're tr- still cultivating something with somebody else because you're that attracted to them. Then you really need to question what you've got going on. There might be something yeah. wrong. Yeah, you you do need to question the relationship you're in. But yeah. the beauty is, is that I think at at a certain point, kind of like like you've said, many it's it's not just like a checkbox, like all the things you feel like you want. Like there's a certain like some like undertone that right. like you can't describe or change. That is like is two people just like the way that they are together and there's nothing you can do to change that really it's just kind of like in the essence of who the two of you are and sometimes that's what's kind of like not gelling mm. interesting so you've never been torn where no, you're I've with, been someone, with someone who was torn oh uh, <laughs> I see and they had to pick one yeah I guess everyone's making people pick one you mm. know uh, they had to pick one and they kind of picked me. And then I was like, I don't want to be a kind of pick. Mm. Yeah. So. People just want all of your attention. All of your attention? Is that what it is? Mm. Being the one? The only one who has your attention? Well, I mean, I feel like it's partly that partly, at least. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I mean, I guess I can get monogamy from, like, a female standpoint, like, biologically, if we're talking, like, evolution, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily get it, like, get it from a male's point of view, but, like, I get it from a female's, like, because, like, you want somebody to help you stay in the nest and take care of the chicks and forage for food, like, yeah. but, like, if you're a male, I don't know that kind of doesn't apply because men are all like spread thy seed mm. <laughs> do you Eve do you feel like you can't be in a monogamous relationship or that you don't want to be or um well you know what I think that I probably never would be in something that was like poly but I'm, I also feel like I wish I could be because I feel like it makes a lot more sense to have multiple people fulfilling who... multiple needs yeah, yeah. It just seems like a lot of pressure to put on one person to, like, be, like, mm. everything that you need them to be, mm. you know? Mm. And, like, maybe we'd all be happier if we, like, grew up in some society where there were multiple people and, like, we all just sort of, like, shared something and, like, you know. And maybe there's, like, something that you only want, like, once in a while. And right. there's, like, that one person right. also wants it just, like, once in a while, you know? You want to dabble and then, like, just, like, come back later. I don't know. No, I, I, see, I see what you're saying. I totally yeah. see what you're saying. I don't know that I could ever go through with that. Yeah. Because I've also always been in the camp of being the romantic one over here. Mm-hmm. Is that I feel like when you are totally comfortable and totally in love with someone, you are just able to experience some other kind of like level of like sex that I can't even mm-hmm. like put into words, really. That it's just something that's so intimate. Versus something that's purely sexual or purely, like, yeah. based on desire. I don't know. But I totally get that if, you know, you need a little 
spice will change up the yeah. guest appearance. Yeah, a guest. That is the word. Or maybe, <laughs> or maybe, yeah. Like, so there's this, um, this, I guess they're webisodes, and it's called The All. Or no, The And. Sorry, The, the And. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you guys, because it's really yeah. interesting. And what they do is they, they get um, couples in a room, couples of all shapes and sizes, and they just give them, like, a stack of cards, and they just take a turn asking each other questions, and they're like, not forced to answer the question, but you have to answer mm-hmm. the question. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some, like, in this group, there are some people that are, like, poly, and the way yeah. that they described their relationship with each other, it's like, oh, what would you do if I cheated on you? And they're like, well, you wouldn't, because we have this understanding that we both have these sexual needs where, like, we'll be a part of it together. That if we need to bring someone else in to spice things up, we'll bring someone else in. If you need to go out and, you know, find someone mm-hmm. for a night, okay. And I thought that was just so interesting, contrasted mm-hmm. to this, like, monogamous couple who's like, mm-hmm. if you cheated on me, I would leave you immediately. And, like, yeah. there was no questions asked. Like, there's a betrayal. And so, I guess if you know what you need, like, physically and emotionally and your partner wants the same thing why not yeah I mean it can happen right yeah some people are doing it some people are doing it if it works for them that's fine different strokes for different folks yeah ain't it true yes it is true huh I haven't talked about this show, Love at, or no, Married at First Sight. Oh, did we watch that together? Married at First Sight? It's a reality show, right? A reality show with three couples, and they meet at the altar, Mm -hmm. and then they have to, like, (laughs) mini Ruff's eyes just run down her head. Um, So, like, it's a team of, like, a sexologist, a psychologist, like, a spiritual counselor, and something else. And they all, like, interview these people and, like, find them a partner. But they never meet each other. And then they meet at the altar on their wedding day. And they either have to choose whether or not to say, I do, obviously. And then they do, a re- they do like, not a rehearsal, but um, they then have to go to the, what happens after the wedding the reception. Yeah. Um, and then they awkward. go they go on <laughs> vaca- they go on honeymoon, their honeymoon, honeymoon after like less than a day of knowing each other and then they they move or have to talk about moving in together, stay together for five weeks, and at the end of the five weeks they meet with like the people who paired them up and they make a decision about whether or not to stay together. And so of the three couples, two of them stayed together. They stayed married. Wow. But is that for real for real? Yeah. I'm like, is that for real? Yeah, that's, we're talking five weeks. (laughs) Uh, What's happening in five months? Okay, let's talk about, like, the first, like, you basically just, like, met this person and you have to go on a honeymoon where, like, you're supposed to, like, share a bed with them. Mm -hmm. And then you have to come back and you have to deal with moving in together and meeting each other's family and each other's friends. And so I think it's even impressive that two of them would want to stay together for even a little bit longer. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, no, no, no news as to whether or not they're still married right now. Yeah, I can hmm. check though. 
but yeah, I guess I wonder if, if you stay together, if you spend like a certain amount of time with someone for so long, and you're like even a little bit compatible, like. Is There's that a like, theorist could, who says like that's what you should do. You should get married right when you get, that you guys can, like, can be together, like before you fall in love. Kind of like arranged marriagey. I was gonna say it sounds like an arranged like, marriage. Yeah. yeah, it's basically an arranged marriage, and then you like learn to love each other unless you're like mm. severely incompatible. But is mm. that is, is that, that the one? yeah? I was like, is that <laughs> the one? Is that what you I want? Do you want to know that I want somebody someone? picking somebody I for me? Totally yeah, I totally feel very confident having my parents pick someone for me, and then mm. I. Had an arranged marriage. I would totally be okay with that. Really? I, honestly, I would not. But I, think, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think part of it is that I feel a lot of uh, pressure because I come from like a, like a set of parents who are very much still in love with each other, very much still together. And so I feel the pressure of like if I can't succeed and find a successful relationship, like I had good role models. So, therefore, it's my fault. But if they pick somebody who's wrong for me and we don't get along, then it's not my fault anymore. <laughs> so, you just don't want to have have the, the, the onus of making the wrong choice on your head. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of. It has to be somebody else's fault. It, no, it's just, I don't want to feel like I failed. Like, we talk about this whole, like, you know, yeah. like, it just. Yeah, the pressure. The pressure. Yeah. The deadline. Not even 30 a deadline. and single. Well, then I have a marriage pact with one of my best friends, where if we're both single, then we're getting married. I don't know if that actually will ever happen, but I hope so, because what's the point of having a pact if you're not going to follow through on it? (laughs) But see, is the idea to get married, or is the idea to find someone that you can spend the rest of your life with? Someone who you can spend the rest of your life with and be comfortable Comfortable? Because I, I feel like you can grow. That's not enough. Yeah. I feel like it's you not can enough. grow in happiness. You can, but it's not, it's not an, it's not an, I, I think you're selling yourself short. Yeah. I think you're selling yourself short to do that. I feel like if by 30 it hasn't happened. <laughs> Still <it's> comfortable. Comfortable. <laughs> Comfort. <laughs> I think it's a good, yeah. I mean, I've already told one of my friends, I was like, just so you know, like, when I no longer have, like, a family to go to for Thanksgiving, I'm coming to your house. I plan on being, like, crazy Auntie Andre. Oh. Like, I, already, <laughs> I, I have my life plan set out yeah. for me. Yeah. But also in this life plan, I work for National Geographic, and I'm a photographer. Oh, wow. It's a great life plan. It, it would be. I don't know <laughs> I if anybody follows Nat Geo on Instagram, but they're always nope. like, hashtag on assignment, and they're in these beautiful places doing these uh, cool things. Uh, so I, I digress. Fantasy. Mm, or not. Hopefully, maybe it'll be a reality. Could be. Hmm. Huh. So you, d- you didn't have a list of qualities in mind when you happened to meet this one? Oh, well, when I was, when I was in college and looking, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think there were, I had my list of things that they had to be, you know, going down and being, you know, being tall. I don't know why being tall always matters. Yeah, it's really a Everybody thing. Everybody always says, it is a thing. Everybody yeah. always wants to, well, because that then as a woman... You just feel so much more feminine, and mm. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, so I have the being tall and the being successful, and and I remember at one point I was going out with someone who my mother just 
really, really wanted me to marry, mm. and oh. you know, very good family. I mean, he, he gave me really lovely, lavish presents and stuff, but, and he was a nice guy, and we were good friends, but my brother said, Lizzie, he just doesn't have enough beans for you. I mean, he just, <laughs> that's, that's the way he described it. I mean, this guy was very proper, very staid, mm, very yeah. everything in my mind that I thought I would want in a relationship. Right. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't what I I realized it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. My mom wanted it, but. Right. <laughs> Is this one who ended up being gay? Oh, my. Is this what? The one who ended up being gay. No, 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 no. No, that was my very first boyfriend in high school. <laughs> I think first boyfriends, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I wonder if that's how my ex-boyfriend feels. Is he gay too? No. Okay. But I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is interesting. <laughs> I wonder how they do feel. I don't know if he knows. Yeah. When yeah. I go home, I'll, I'll see. I'll find yeah. out. I'll get back to you. Yeah. I'll report back to the full listeners. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking the scrupulous notes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Andre's first boyfriend. No. Yeah. yeah. So. I, don't know. I don't think I'd be bothered if I found out that one of my exes was back to being straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be like, eh. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes what you think you want isn't really what you want. Yeah. Ain't that the truth of life? Yeah. So, like, you started out this woman who had the list, and, you know, and she got everybody, then she found somebody who was a one on everything. When that person's right in front of her, it may not be the right thing. Right. It just, what you think you want. Yeah, and uh, totally. You've got all these... Yeah, these preconceptions of what somebody should be like, and yeah, and I think at times there are things that you think that you don't want, but then when you see somebody and then they have these qualities, maybe that you thought you wouldn't like, and you're like, no, I actually I'm very attracted to this, and I really do appreciate this in this person, or things that you just didn't even realize that you did want or did need um, in mm-hmm. a person that you find in someone, and then. Wow, how could I imagine? I couldn't. I couldn't have imagined this. I couldn't have like put this mm-hmm. on a list. That's what I think. I think because we're so young that like we can't even po- like fathom the people that we're going to meet. Like, That's there's true. There's no way we can possibly fathom the people who we're going to meet and who will come into our lives. Yeah, yeah. you have That's... no idea who you're going to meet tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Although, it is beauty of life. I won't meet anybody now. Oh, uh, <laughs> but you could. Yeah, you could. You could. <laughs> what about my misconnection? Come on, oh, things yeah, happen. Oh yeah, that was a wild story. Where you can just walk by so- someone on the street. Oh, your like, misconnection. Like the, yeah, it's a real one. Magnus connection, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Well, but, yeah, it's a secret, secret <laughs> word. Magnus connection. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a curse. Oh, <laughs> my evil eye bracelet broke. Don't do that. Or, yeah, and I mean, not that I am looking, but I just started reading this book, and it's relatively obscure, I think, and I was sitting on the subway, and I look up, and the guy sitting directly across me was reading the same exact book. What's the book? Ah. The Master and Margarita. It's no. a Russian 
very novel. obscure. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. did your eyes meet? <laughs> did yeah. he look up too? He didn't. But uh, but the but the, the I was just like meant to be. right. Yeah, which again, yeah. I I was just more fascinated by like oh interesting. But it's like those moments, those like random connections that you could mm-hmm. have with someone. Mm-hmm. That you just, I didn't expect that. I wasn't thinking like, well, I'm going to find someone who's reading the same exact book today. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just happens, and or or not. But, well, um, actually, like, this is a coincidence. Um, oh, I think I tried to explain this last time. Yeah. The friend who I met three years ago, but, like, I met my friend's boyfriend three years ago, but he was dating a different girl. I don't remember this one. At a party. Okay. Okay. Tell it again. <laughs> so, like, these crazy connections. Like, three years ago, I was at a party at my friend's apartment, and it was the first time I met that friend. And so, fast forward three years, I've moved. And, and so, I met that friend, and I also met one of her friends and her boyfriend. We'll call him Charles. Yeah. So, I met Charles that night. Don't really remember it. He didn't, like, stick out in my mind. Obviously, not the one for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, fast forward three years, one of my new friends who I met um, just in New York City is dating Charles. Hmm. And it turns out I had met him three years ago when he was dating somebody else. I don't know. I just feel like it means that the world's very small. It is very small. Sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Your circle of friends can be very small. Yeah. This is like a new yeah. friend. Yeah. This is someone yeah. who I like just met like a couple months ago. It's mm. not like... Yeah. But I mean, how far away could they be from you if but you But I mean, like, think of place. how many million people there are in the city. There's eight million. Eight of them. Ah. Eight million. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is a lot of humanity. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, e- yeah, it doesn't yeah. even count all the people who come in from the suburbs oh, on yeah. the trains. Yeah. And yeah. all the, like, tourists. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Letting in. So. But But see, that's what I'm saying. You could meet someone new tomorrow. Yeah, you could yeah. meet someone I'm being who's old but new again tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, one of my oh, good yeah. friends, she, she had just started dating this guy, you know, a couple of months ago, and she realized that they have, quote-unquote, known each other for the past five years because they're both into the same music scene, and so they were at yeah. the same shows, doing the same things, but they were just, they never oh met each other. That's just like Kim Jim. What's it called? How Kim Yim. Kim Jim. Yes, But yeah, and then, and then when they finally meet, like, through a mutual friend... And they're describing, like, some of their favorite moments they're in life. Like, and they're I like, I was I there! Yeah. I was there, too! And they're like, how did we never see each other? Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, my sister is currently, she's oh. on her second marriage. And the man she's married to now, they went to college together. And he oh. kind of remembered her. But then they took totally different paths for 20 years and it was a very random meeting. She was speaking at a conference, and she was speaking under her married name. And he said, "Didn't you used to be?" And you know, and he mentioned her maiden name, and she said, "Oh yes." And he and she didn't really remember him at all. I mean, he he had a memory of her, and you know, a few years later, they're married and, and they're still married. Number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. so it can happen. Yeah. So yeah. like we talked about, the one could be right before you, but it's not the time. Right. Not you know, the, the one and the time have to coincide the planets have to be in alignment yeah do you think those people know the first time that they meet that like they're the one and that like in the future they're going to be the one 
I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think because I think if they did, they would take a different path. Mm -hmm. They would want it. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. They would want it right away. I think if you had something like that dangled in front of you, you know, to say, "Hey, this is Mm -hmm. the one." You may not be ready yet, but this is the one. Yeah. I think their path would veer towards that one. Mm. And yeah. then it probably wouldn't work because they're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very interesting. So, you know, the time and the one have to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely believe in timing. Like, for example, I dated a person. We had one round. Then we took a break. And then we had a second round, and some people were like, "Why would you do that again?" Yeah, she didn't work like, out the first a time. Shots, like <laughs> you know, a go of dating. <laughs> I thought you meant like you had a round of shots, and then like, something <laughs> Yeah. No, I meant a round of seeing each other, and yeah, I feel like the second time people are very skeptical and questioning me, and I'm like, oh, you know, well now she's a totally different person than she was a year ago, mm-hmm. you know, or well, so many months so ago. Are you probably. So yeah. are you. You're yeah. different. You're different too. But That's did it true. work? And the second time, it did not work out. Okay. But. <laughs> was it different than the first time? But it was, de- but the thing is, it was, di- it was different. It was way less, like, tumultuous and, like, angry and, like, mm. you know, drama-y. It was, yeah. like, way more calm and, like, I don't know. Like, chilly. Eat- chilly. Like, chill. Yeah, chill, you know. Not everything was just, like, a roller coaster of, like, emotion, you know. And I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, it was definitely better. But it mm. still wasn't right, so, you know. Right. Maybe a third time. Who yeah. knows? If uh, it comes around again. Lord, let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm the queen of multiple rounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because you keep me coming back for more. No? Number <laughs> five? Oh. Okay, that was a little off key, but... We'll, we'll splice it into this recording yeah. or something. Cool. What's the moral of the story? Uh, be yourself. Involved. Yeah, one. <laughs> the first sing. moral is yeah, yeah, maybe Andre sing all the morals. But yeah, I think one of them is definitely yeah, be be yourself, be true to yourself. Do all the things that you like, because that person that you like will be there, too. And the second is timing is definitely very important. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Throw away the lists. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Throw away the lists. Throw away the lists. Timing is important. She was in the get low tip gel phase. I was in the crystal wanna be J. Sitting in my room like something gotta pay. And I had a prepaid telephone A. I put on my Gucci's, family didn't play. Go to DC, ask about Ray. Sorry for so much information, but my pace and my latency to always get away. It's lightweight, way. One night is very strong. Two nights is very strong. Three nights of loving you, huh? Everything's going wrong. And my tone is, and my phone is, and my phone is, where my bone is, and my bones where you moaning, 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 yes. moaning. Huh. And thank you.